Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends, episode 398. Oh, my goodness. You know, you stop (laughs) it right there because you know what? You know what? The mask is one thing, but the cultural appropriation of stealing Count Chocula, I just, we're going to get letters. We're going to get the equivalent letters. I'll, I'll try another one then. Okay, how about that? No, it's all right. It's all, you know what? The, the, the damage is done. Let's just it's keep going. It's kind of wrong, too. I'm doing a vampire as a ghost, so it doesn't match anyway. I so know. Thank, I just, you for, it's okay. thank you for your critique. Um, I just, I'll, you, I'll, I'll, I'll try it again, Charlie. It's a, no, I just keep rolling because I think we should leave this in. I like it. That's what I'm saying. I like it. So, just keep so folks, if you're here, uh, just watch what's on the screen because you're going to love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh it's well God, worth it. Yes. 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 Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast. I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, joined by Charlie Carden. But before we go on, please follow our podcast on our Twitter and subscribe to our Secret Friends Unite network feed for all our podcasts. We've got the Holocron Chronicles. We've got the Code 47. We've got the Co-op Mode. And we've got Secret Friends Unite Prime. And then after you're done with that... Go ahead and watch some entertaining videos like the one you're watching now. Go to YouTube, subscribe to our channel, and see the wonderful things you can expect in our episodes. It is a Halloween episode, so you might see some surprises this episode. And before we even go further, we're giving away a controller. It's custom to Secret Friends Unite and Co-op Mode for our episode 400 and Co-op Mode 100 celebration. So stay tuned for that. There'll be a posting about it, a visual of the controller, and we'll tell you how to get it in the socials. So with that, Charlie, how are you doing? I'm good. I, oh, hey, Todd, it's you. I thought I was talking to a vampire booberry. You thought we had uh, a special ghost host? Oh, t- what's a Tim Conway? About a buck sixty-five. Exactly. Oh my gosh. No, I'm good. It's Saturday here in the Midwest. And Todd, maybe it's the same way where you are. 75 degrees on October 22nd. It's totally crazy. It snowed here, Charlie, like last week. You were late. I thought you like today. Yeah. No, I, no, it, no. Well, last week, it was like almost 80 today. Well, in the crazy. UP in Michigan and, you know, in the, the, the North North, so like, you know, Marquette and all that, all the way up there. Yes, like upwards of a foot of snow. I just, what's going on? Good thing global warming is a myth. I'm so glad to Exactly. Uh, meanwhile, oh the Great Lakes have now drained. There's no water in them. So exactly. Yes. Go. All the fish going blah, 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 blah. It's terrible. Exactly. Yeah. Al- so it's spooky season, Al- Charlie. Apocalypse. This is the yes. last week of Shocktober. This will be the last episode of October for the Secret Friends, where I call them the Scary Fiends Unite. So <laughs> you're in for a ride. It's going to be very oh. hollow. It's going to be very scary-tastic the whole episode, including probably the news stories. Some of those mm-hmm. will scare you, along with what we've been watching. And then we've got Sleepaway Camp, a classic of sorts at the end. Oh, Can't wait God. to get spooky. Uh, there's nothing certainly more classic, at least within the context of what I'm currently talking about, than the Mighty Thor uh, issue number 398. From This is from December of 1988. We've got Thor with the, uh, the Warriors 3 plus uh, Seth. Uh, and who's the dude with the wings? Well, it's not even the Wall Warriors. Right? You've got you've got Hogan from you the, got the Warriors. The, you've got the, the Warriors Black one. Knight. You've got Black Knight behind them, a guy oh, with wings, and a weird dude with the big head. Is, is I don't one know who these Seth? people are. I thought Seth was the guy in brown, but they're no. But Seth is the they're the soldiers that look like snake dudes. So 
the stunning secret of the prisoners. I thought it's the, my brain ran Black Pyramid together into the prisoners of the backyard. I'm like, who's backyard? <laughs> Who are they holding in the backyard? Because in this issue, you will learn the startling secret of Seth's new mysterious power like i said who is seth is seth the guy in brown is he the, the winged guy I, this, and art by ron friends friend of the show um or at least i think it's him um yeah it is rf, RF um and probably tom morgan doing inks so respect the art of those don two guys heck did the don, don, dh don heck how can yes. they only have the little squirrely oh that's fred hembrick with the little squirrely knees and Ralph Macho took a break from acting to be the editor in chief at Marvel. <laughs> Not the same guy, but oh my goodness, yeah, Todd. So you're a Thor guy. Were you were you reading Thor at this time? I was not. I kind of stopped after the um, after the Walt Simonson run. Right. It got really weird, throwbacky. The stories just felt like they, like it was it was like they were taking a weird step back. Didn't have really any continuity to like what they were going to do next. We didn't get really good Thor comics again, and probably until. Uh, the mid '90s, and they did some right. cool stuff. Uh, once again, exploring North, Norse mythology. They brought in some cool creators, but man, this was a dark time for Thor. It was a bad. It was just a very run of the mill kind of comedy. Almost thing. as bad as Thor two, the movie. Oh my gosh! Well, you saw it was during this run. We've had a lot of these covers featured where it's like Spider Man is in and they're fighting the mongoose or blah blah blah. This thing and that thing. Though we did have in this run Cap when he first held the the to Mjolnir, so that was pretty sweet, but. Still, oh, anyway. Charlie, guess who was in this? Ooh. A team that you will have no clue who they are. Earth Force, uh, Earth Lord, Skyhawk, and Wind Warrior. Uh, so is Wind Warrior the guy with the wing? No, Skyhawk. Okay, Skyhawk. But Earth Lord only... is probably the big brown dude. Okay, so <laughs> the, the guy in brown. The, yeah. the other two were so insignificant that they just didn't even make the cover. There's literally like... 30 people in this comic, oh along with some God. antagonists. Uh, the antagonists were Demons of Death, Grog, Seth, and Loki. So Gro whoever Grog. Seth is. I get Seth is the, now he was in the, the other episode uh, issue I was talking about with, with the one with a cap and holding the, uh, holding Mjolnir that was on Hydro Base. Seth was attacking because I recognized the soldiers. So this is a continuation of that story. Compelling and rich. Moving on. We will on. never see these characters no. in the MCU or Maybe we will. I don't know. Not a chance. But we know that maybe it won't be the MCU, but eventually our very own senior news correspondent, I'm talking about Madam Webb, will be joining on the silver screen. But before she does that, she's getting paid her nickels and dimes. That's right, 15 cents a week uh, to be our number one news reporter. So why don't we go see what's going on with her uh, down the corner of Hollywood and Vine right now? Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. Well... Uh, Charlie, I did get some feedback. Madam Webb did did fully come forward and say Seth is actually one of her ex boyfriends. Oh, I knew it. She didn't want to admit it because, like, you know, it's kind of like the the, the shameful one. Oh, I don't want to admit it. Madam Webb came forward. You know, you know, it's fine, Madam Webb. We don't judge. Whatever makes you happy. Um, I don't know what you Seth's know, up I, to. He's probably he's probably working at a uh, IKEA or a IKEA in. Uh, West Chicago. You know, the heart wants what it wants. And uh, yeah, that's really, it's the best you can do. Or it's, Walmart you know reader. what? What was it uh, that Christopher Cross said? Sometimes the best that you can do is fall in love. I know I feel yes. like I should be on the radio, but that's okay. All right. What do we got up first from the good, the good folks at MSN? 
MSN, yes. Uh, the Microsoft News Network, I think. Oh, they, my God. They no longer are tied to that, but that used to be the old thing. But oh um, we have apparently getting a report because we've heard Nova is a finally going to join the MCU. We weren't sure how they're going to do this. He's essentially become part of the younger, uh, young Avengers or whatever we call them, the champions or whatever, which is great. I think yeah. it's a great mix. Um, essentially, Richard Ryder was the original Nova, but there's been other Novas throughout time. It, then It's kind of cool. I love it how they, they, they keep the heritage character alive, but then bring in new characters. So... Um, Essentially, they're thinking, though, it's going to be more along the lines of a special, which we got with Werewolf by Night. Which I love. That's, I mean, that's a great format. I mean, you and I have both kind of expounded upon, like, Moon Knight, it was too long. This thing or that thing, it was too much. There was, you know, or, or even over on, you know, also on Disney Plus, but packing in, like, the Star Wars, like Boba Fett. Oh, God, that was grueling. You know what I mean? So um, so having these little one-shots is great, just like they tend to do it in the comics with maybe it's a five-issue arc or it's a five-issue limited series or maybe it's nine issues because it got canceled. Uh, the first two being uh, more, being, in, at least in my opinion, preferable. So this is... This is great, and this is not the first one of these that I've that I've heard is going on. But anyway, please. Yes, um, and I think it's great because it's it's really cool because you know introduce the character doing something iconic or you know unique about what makes him him or her, and you don't have to give their whole backstory. Just show us and have a story. Maybe yeah. give them their background in a later story or whatever, but just introduce them doing cool things. And it's enough to just get you interested in the character. So when they pop up again, you're like, oh, I know that dude, or I know that lady, or I know yeah, that right. villain. That's kind of fun. Um, and then expound upon it. I think that would have been more effective with Moon Knight. I think a lot of people said Moon Knights didn't need that much. And then they kind of lost interest. Nobody's talking about Moon Knight right now. So that's like, eh. I mean, like I said, I was telling you that for a while I had started and then I got distracted. You know, it's a jingling keys. I got distracted because there's too much content. Mm -hmm. had, I had watched WandaVision again. Uh, I had watched What If again. But I barely given either one of those any thought for the over the year and a half, or a year, year and a half in between that those have been on because there's just so much other content blasting down and blasting down. So once it's over, I'm not like, oh my God, Moon Knight is all I can think about or Hawkeye is all I can think about because it's just, it's here and it's gone. So um, having something that standalone like the Werewolf by Night, which was just, it was, it, it was exactly like 60 minutes. So it wasn't really feature length, but it's something mm -hmm. that's just like, oh man, I'm going to slap that on my, and maybe I will, because I told you after this, April and I are, are trying to go through a Halloween movie list. So we picked the Blair Witch Project to watch tonight, but we had watched several, but maybe this goes on that list. You know what I mean? Because it's got a nice Halloween vibe, the world, because mm -hmm. it'll, it'll, it'll sensibly kind of, it's an easy recommendation for yeah. everybody to see something spooky. That's not too scary. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You, you're right. The violence is not, it's not so over the top. So it's, yeah. uh, it's good stuff. Um, so yeah. this is cool. Um, what, I, I, I like this. Do we know, is this just breaking? So we don't it's know. It's just this very, is, yeah. very, it's just, this is on the tip of people's tongues right now. Um, right. now Nova, I don't know if he's specifically tied to any one part of the Marvel universe. Like I know he's a cosmic, like a, a cosmic galactic character, right. but which means he potentially could show up in, Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe uh, Miss Marvel's, the Marvel's movie. Right. Um, but, you know, the Fantastic Four kind of dips their toe into the galactic 
the fantastic. Both, um, the, so, both the outer verse and the universe with the negatives. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, Charlie. I, I don't know where the great, I mean, maybe he could hop, he could have this like pop up in one of those movies after this one shot. And then, right. you know, we, we that's kind of cool. I mean, well, they, I mean, you, you know, especially Richard Ryder, the classic character, he was from Xandar. We know that that was a big part of Guardians 1. We also know that Xandar was all but wiped out by Thanos just before the Infinity War. So what if this has something to do with, you know, that society coming back or something like that? Like, I, I'm not so steeped in the character that I would be able to say with absolute certainty exactly where they're going to plug him in. Also, they have, is it Sam Alexander is the younger incarnation of the character? Mm-hmm. So could go. Which is a good go. comic. I'd highly yeah. recommend people read that comic. It's newer and it's really well told. Yeah. the Was it the, the champions was that, that group of younger characters. And yes. I know I read that it was him and, and Kamala. Miles Khan Morales. And, yeah. Miles Morales. Exactly. So and a few others, was it Kate Bishop? Was she one of them? I can't remember. You got it. That, that was probably six or seven years ago. That comic was out. So I'm just Amadeus Cho, I think was the Hulk. Yes, playing the Hulk correct. at the time. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which I don't so, even know what he's up to these days. Cause I don't think he's a Hulk anymore. So it's, it's right. all, it's all over. It's just, it's just, it, it comes and goes. So anyway, early news, and I'm sure we will learn more about it as time goes on. But Todd, this next one, if I'm reading the flow correctly, this is more than meets the Pete. What yes. do we got? So, so we've got this Transformers Rise of the Beast movie that we like know nothing about. And this is going to be it's kind of unclear whether this is part of the original, like Michael Bay Transformers thing. Is it part of the Bumblebee movie where they kind of rejiggered everything and then made it actually a decent Transformers film? Not really sure, but we are hearing more about who is going to be in this. So this is directed by Steve Cable Jr. who did The Land and Creed 2. So a good director, I assume, because you liked Creed. So uh, Creed 2, so good. Um, And then uh, we've got some people that are going to be voicing some characters. So these are going to be not appearing as people, but as Transformers. Um, and this is live action. Pete Davison will portray the Autobot Porsche, which isn't a real one. Uh, no, Porsche Mirage. Sorry. Oh, Porsche. I was going to say yeah. the Porsche was jazz, as I recall. Yes, G1. you're, you're yeah. absolutely right. Mirage yeah. was like an indie car. So they're, they're yeah, mixing exactly. some things around. Yeah. You know, that's okay. I'm not going to get tied up like, oh, my God, they didn't get it right. Jazz is Scatman Carruthers, and we all know that. <laughs> right, yes. Yeah, there you go. That's, you, that's what you, you mean. You can't recast know. him. You can't recast the Jazz Man. Um, well, they, 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 they don't have his voice stored somewhere, so they can't do like a Darth Vader of that deal, so. Exactly. Then we've got Michelle Yeoh uh, portraying Air Razor, who was a female, like Maximal. She turned into like a, uh, a like an eagle, I think. Very cool okay. character. Yeah, so that's really cool. That I mean, and this is great because – I don't know how Pete, Pete Davidson's going to be goofy and weird. I don't know if he can do anything but. So right. I guess this will be a goofy well, transform. Maybe he'll be I the guess, comic relief. I guess you haven't seen the King of Manhattan or whatever it is that serious thing. You didn't know. I'm just kidding. It really, it's not like he's going to pull serious off and have it really work out. So. Did he? Did he have an? Did he have like an Australian accent or a? Yes, that's uh, that's yes. that's that's exactly what he Indubitably. had. Indubitably. <laughs> Point sure of order. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah, so this is pretty cool. I mean, uh, it's nice. I am, though, I don't know about you, Charlie, where your stance is on voice actors. I prefer, like, real voice actors versus, like, celebrities showing up where it's like, okay, I can tell that Sylvester Stallone doing a voice. It kind of distracts me. Well, I, I agree. And, you know, when you think of some of the big voice actors like Fred Tatascori, uh, who was Bender in mm-hmm. uh, Futurama, he's Shax in Star Trek Lower Decks, and he's great. But you're right, he's a voice actor. They're kind of the jack of all trades. Think about mm-hmm. Mel Blanc, right? Think about Mel Blanc versus Dwayne Johnson. You know, uh, are there voice actor, and again, we're talking about, you know, we talked about uh, 
Mario Brothers movie coming up, and obviously Chris Pratt is Mario in that. Is that you know? Is that is it is is that its own version of stunt casting? Do they just do that? Like we got to get some notoriety for our thing, so we got to suck them in. We saw that that really didn't work with the Super Pets movie because exactly it was, you know it was Chris. It was I was going to say Chris Rock. It was The Rock, and uh, you know today is Chris Rock, which is um, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Yeah, and um, you're right. I just don't buy it. But I mean, if you think about really class, you know, classy, awesome like Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka, Grey Delisi as someone who did, she was uh, Ventress, and she's been tons yep. of other characters and other things. There's a lot of even video games where you got voice actors. There's a lot of great talent there too. And I remember yeah. the funny one was um, one of the main actors who played in Metal Gear Solid, uh, a, ca- a character actor, David. Uh, Hater, who's actually a scriptwriter too, was replaced okay. by Kiefer Sutherland in the fifth game. I'm like, you know, it just, it just, what? it doesn't, it doesn't fly because it feels no. like it's. I think it's what's akin to like sweeps week stunt casting that they did back in the old days. If you're Remember not when friends would bring on like yeah. uh, a character, like the, the big actor of the week. Yeah, yeah you'd have you know uh, Renee Zell, not Renee Zellweger, uh, who they brought on as Rachel's sister. It was. Um, Reese Witherspoon. Yes. So it'd be like a Reese Witherspoon. Or they have like Voyager. They had, oh, they had the year of hell where the ship got all blown up and whatever it is. And how are they going to survive? You know, so it's just, yes, in the old days, for anyone who's not acquainted, uh, when ratings was, when the ratings device was a Nielsen box that sat on top of your TV and recorded what you watched, um, networks in May and then in November, November, September would have uh, periods where it was like a count day at school where they would really intensely try to hype up the show that you're watching to make sure you tuned in. So it would be a very special episode. It would be a very, you know, stupid guest star, Cousin Oliver. I don't know, whatever it is. But yeah, that's that's what putting a, a well-known face actor in a voice actor component feels like to me. You know, yeah. just, just kind of based on what we're talking about. So yeah, I don't really see this as kind of a big plus. But again, I mean, I have no skin in the game with Transformer stuff just because... You know, I know that is your special deal, but I, I just I think about those Bayformer movies and it's just I just really can't get past it. Uh, <laughs> I can't either, Charlie. That's my problem. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I, I don't I and everybody who says they really liked them, like, I think you're overcompensating because and, and you know what? I'm not one to say like canon for the Transformers because the cartoon, there's been comics, there's been video games. It's like, I right. don't know. I just know when something's decent, and when something's bad. And, well, yeah, it's, it's, just make it's just, it decent. And it's kind of my thought about those Kelvin versus those JJ yeah. uh, Star Trek films. You know, when people tell me they like them, I don't want to be that guy. Like, I, I almost got into a dust up with somebody on the SFU maybe a year ago. I won't drop any names about somebody who really liked it. And I'm like, uh, you do you? She's like, well, that's basically saying that you think it's trash. And I'm like, I don't really, really have a response to that. I might think it's trash, but that doesn't mean that you don't enjoy it. But to your point, I don't get how somebody could think that, you know, Star Trek into darkness or as my co-host peter over on code 47 would call it into dumbness uh, yes. i don't understand how anybody could like it we're having a teardown of those, well that's uh, that's uh, that that movie was yeah. not good and i don't I know, know. It was like they were phoning it in playing yeah. off all of the well yeah. we, we've talked about that so right but um well, what i was going to say is if you really yeah. want to hear our thoughts on that we are doing a teardown of that yeah. in several weeks over on code 47 katie and peter myself that's my plug yeah, Beast Wars though is the show I really that re- re-engaged my interest in Transformers because it was CG at a time when CJ was just at its birth. They actually told a cohesive story with decent voice acting, um, and so the fact that they're bringing in the whole premise was if the Ark landed on the Earth 
in prehistoric times, there was no cars. So they had to scan something and they scanned um, essentially um, like life forms, which were dinosaurs and other creatures and things like that, um, yep. which obviously doesn't make sense because dinosaurs and apes were in at the same time. Doesn't matter. Don't put your brain on it. But there were no humans either because there was no it. humans at the time. So right. I thought it was cool. Um, and I like that era, but I know a lot of people saying that's blasphemy and I'm like, that's fine. You do you. What that that's all right. Okay. Moving on. Uh, here is a rumor. I think I probably posted something about this earlier and I kind of dance around because we don't have like great, great sources for this kind of stuff. Cause it's like, so-and-so had a meeting, da, 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 da. But yeah, the current, uh, grist mills going on is that Adam Driver, of course, Kylo Ren from the Star Wars sequels has met with Marvel, uh, about being in the Fantastic Four movie and chins are wagging and fans are saying uh, that Doctor Doom would be an amazing choice and I couldn't agree more. I think he'd be great. But yeah. again, these articles were like, fans say blah, blah, blah. Or an actor says he'd love to do this and that. I'm like, that's not really news. I mean, what's news is that if he is legitimately having meetings, uh, so really if we're reporting the true news, that is, he, he is in meetings for an undisclosed role with Marvel executives. But since everybody likes to speculate, um, he'd be amazing as Dr. Doom because frankly, I thought Kylo Ren had some depth to him as a villain who had a redemption arc turned around. And in the end, I thought things turned out, you know, and, and ended up sacrificing himself. So I, I and, and again, I respect Adam Driver as an actor because I've seen him in so many other things. So uh, what do you think? Would you put him behind the mask or is he too pretty behind the mask? He should be Reed Richards. I don't or? think he's too pretty. That's the thing. He's an odd looking dude, but he he's is. very Big talented. Time. Time, he's very, yeah. he's very funny. He's not, he's not afraid to take, um, and he's been really been playing a lot of really niche and character actor roles. Like, you know, that I, I haven't seen it. I know you saw the, the, what was it? The, uh, the weird movie with um, the fashion uh, oh Gucci, the Gucci, yeah, Gucci. Gucci, and he was House like Gucci. he was, and everybody was there was just trying to overact themselves and do bad accents. It's like that's it's like that's what Mario's voice should have been, Charlie. Oh yeah, it should have been. He should have been. It, uh, who the hell? Uh, he should have been Jared, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Should have been. Should have been like, oh my god, what's going on? Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's not. A, he's not afraid to take. Uh, like be in franchise he's not afraid to take like little roles and do that um right. so i i think it's cool and, he, and he, why not get a good actor and i don't think he's he's afraid to say i would like to do that and make money and have a good time right right and 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 could be very good at it again uh you know he's he's in he's in bed with uh with the disney people uh which is all fine and dandy and uh this is uh, this is to be the Fantastic Four's big redemption story. They've never had anything successful on the big screen. We've talked about it ad nauseum. I will certainly never let Todd forget that I took one for the team and I saw Fantastic Four in 2015. And uh, before I saw Sleepaway Camp this week, it was potentially the worst thing I'd ever seen. But <laughs> but there's always something else. So I, I, I think, may have to watch the, one of these just, just say like, what the hell was this thing? I know. Yeah. I, 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 I don't I know. Totally, I, I totally get it. So I'm never that bored, apparently. <laughs> no, I mean, that's just the thing. We live in, you know, the the content oasis of which there's always something else to see. So uh, anyway, OK, on to a trailer. And Todd, you, you reminded me in the B-roll that you've never seen any of these movies. But no. I, I think you're missing out. Uh, we've not. This is not going to be the third film in the Creed saga, which is a spinoff of the Rocky films, which I've always loved the Rocky films. You can take it or leave it. The first one, they were kind of odd-ish, even-ish, because the first one was great, second one was bad, the third one had Mr. T, the fourth one had 
you know, Drago the Russian. Okay, so uh, the fifth one was kind of kind of a little bit more Tommy Gunn, right? Yeah, it was it was kind of more of a deep dive emotionally. Didn't he, have, really, didn't he get like yeah. didn't he get like HIV too? Like the actor Tommy Gunn. I yeah. have I have absolutely no idea. There's something uh, no, weird but, about yeah, that. I think that happened too. Well, what's sad is that the kid who played Rocky's son in life was his real son and then passed away a number of years ago under somewhat auspicious circumstances. And his son was replaced by Milo, me, uh, Milo Vermiglia. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, uh, when, when they made a sixth one called Rocky Balboa, which was in 20, uh, I think 2005 or so, then it spun into, um, uh, Creed. Creed is uh, played by Michael B. Jordan. He is the illegitimate son of Apollo Creed who died in the fourth film in the ring with, uh, Drago. Um, Rocky kicked it off in the first film. I believe he was in the second one uh, as well. Drago came back in the second film. And then, of course, his son was a boxer and the two of them fought. And then this third film, he's squaring off against Kang the Conqueror. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's what Jonathan Majors is his name. Ripped yes. as shit. Holy oh, my God. Crumbs. I don't think he could add any more muscle on his body. I He'd know. Explode. He's tacking it on. So, yeah, the, uh, what, the story that we're told uh, in this trailer is that uh, much like we see Rocky and Rocky Four, he's living a great life. You know, he's married, has a kid. His wife is Tessa Thompson, by the way, uh, who's a musician in the film. Um, just like in Rocky Four, like I said, Rocky's making the big money, everything's great. But then, you know, this thing comes up that's going to rock his world. It turns out it's a childhood friend of his who's been in jail for twenty years for a juvenile crime they were both involved in. But obviously, uh, you know, Kang took the fall, and you know that's an age old trope. You know that that pops mm-hmm. up in a lot of stuff. But whatever. Um, it, it, and then you know, so it, much like in Rocky Five, Creed takes you know Kang. I'm just going to call him Kang. Takes him back under his wing. Uh, helps him get back on his feet, but finds out that you know he's really ripped and and, and a boxer, but he's just so angry. He's got this terrible. So you do in jail, Charlie, right? You, you train box. and you box. You, you box and you're ang- and, and you're you're angry. I would imagine. Or you so get a degree. I get yeah, or you get a degree exactly. Yeah. So it's sp- it spins off into what you would expect, which Kang and Creed end up in the ring together. That's where it's headed. Said that this is directed by Michael B. Jordan. I think that's pretty amazing. So he's, do, he's doing, yeah, the, I didn't know he doing, was interested in doing that. Yeah. He's doing the Kevin Smith. <laughs> Hopefully it won't turn yes, out. Like that. I'm sure it'll be lots of <laughs> fart jokes and <laughs> yeah, d- yes. d- Dick, Dick Weed and fart jokes. Count on it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Todd. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw the gauntlet down before this film comes out, which again, I already closed the page. I don't know when it's going to be, but I'm going to maybe first quarter of next year. I want you to watch the other two films and, and come back. Here Do I have to watch like the Rocky no. five and six? No. Why would you? You don't have to watch. I don't any- know. I don't know. Don't Charlie. Have- there might be well, like you know, a plot point. I'm like, you don't have to watch any of the Rocky films. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. Well, I've it, seen all one through four. Well, I have it, not it seen five or six. It wouldn't hurt to watch six. Because you see Rocky in modern day, and spoiler alert, uh, Adrian had cancer. She passed away. Rocky owns an Italian restaurant in South Philly, and then that's where he's at. And then goes through the events of that film, and then a couple years later, Creed comes out, and he's instrumental in that. And so you could, but then again, based on what I just told you, you don't have to. I would just say, watch Creed 1 and 2. Get, and then So you're saying, what? if I want to see how Rocky does as a, a restaurant owner, Restaurant tour. Yes, there you go. Because right. I mean, that might be important. Because you know, you know, I can't, I can't necessarily do the over- sausage, do the meatball punch. I can't, you know, <laughs> I can't necessarily oversell or undersell the value of Rocky Balboa, aka Rocky Six. That is that. That's a decision between you and your God. 
I can't help you with Well, that. I thought it might be like Karate Kid where like that's how he trains by showing how to make the pasta because that's how you yep. block. Oh, just gotta, you gotta punch you, you gotta, gotta punch, punch the Masajoli. You gotta yeah. punch punch the yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna punch you know, the one. Mickey Mickey made you punch a punch a steer and, and chase him behind him, but maybe Rocky's that, like it's all about restaurant skills. He's got it flipping the big tire over and running through the snow in Russia. Yeah, it's all that. Gotta pick stuff. up the big the big bowl of boiling water to get the pasta ready. You bet. Yeah. And you see a little bit of that. You see about the backwoods train. You see him punching a tree in this trailer. I think it looks nuts. I, I'm into it. So Todd, gauntlet down. Uh, Creed one and two. That's on you. Make it so. Is there a robot in any of them except for uh, Rocky Four? You know what? I don't want to give that away. Is there a Polly? Is there like a new Polly? No, no. There's, no, there's not like Polly 2.0. Like, yeah, the robot is Polly. There you go. No, no, I'll like Michael it. B. Jordan. Like Michael B. Jordan has like a Polly, like right. who's his goofy friend. He well, no, it's actually it's a robot that's they put Polly's consciousness into that robot. Oh, that's good, control. like Herbie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, he's exactly like Herbie. Well, and ties back to Michael Jordan. Exactly. The, inexplicably uh, in the Fantastic Four movie. What was it the six degrees of the Fantastic Four? Oh my God, six and four is ten. Or should it be the four degrees of Fantastic Four? That's probably more appropriate. There you go. Shorter trip. All right. So that comes out. I already closed it next year. Yeah, so March, uh, March, March twenty twenty three. Yeah. So I got okay. time. You got time. Make good. it happen. All right. Um, I will do that. I think they're all on okay. HBO Max. Maybe. Probably so. I wouldn't be surprised. All right. So the next 10 movies from DC, presuming that they don't all get canceled. Well, exactly. This is kind of like a precursor to what we're going <laughs> to yeah. talk about in the Geek Easy. Yeah, exactly. And there's two parts of the story, essentially. So uh, Black Adam is the most recent movie. We'll talk about that. So we'll move on to say, what's next with DC? When I saw Shazam! Black Adam, there was, there was a trailer for Shazam. Yep. Uh, I also there's a trailer for the Mario movie. Still, still looks good. Um, nothing new though. Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll just go through this really quick, Charlie. So uh, we'll do a quick check to say uh, yay or nay. Uh, we don't have to go in deeper than yeah. that. Now, is the yay or nay if we think it's going to actually come out, or if we care about it, or both? How about if you are interested? Okay. Because so, I think okay. these are well, because we don't know if anything's going to happen with DC. You know, we could get a, a, a Gleek the Space Monkey movie after they canceled the Wonder Twins. We oh don't know. Oh my God. All right. Maybe he show, did Gleek show up in the Wonder in the Super. I, I need to watch the Super Pets just so I can see if Gleek showed up. I can't even remember if he did. All right. I'm going to kick this off. Keep us on track. Okay. Uh, first film, March 17 in the new year. Shazam! I didn't get hit by a bolt of lightning. I'm pissed off. Uh, Fury You're the, the only God. one. <laughs> yeah, ouch. Fury of the Gods, yay or nay? I'm a total yay. Very excited. Yay too. Yay, yay too. Yay, Big yay me. Yay too, Brutus. Oh, Todd, what's all right? What's after that? Okay. Uh, maybe uh, it's going to be Flash June 23rd, 2023. The funny part about this is we did get some news about Ezra Miller. Apparently he's up being charged with up to 26 years in prison or, or jail or whatever. I can't remember what these official charges are for. Somebody said it's just for it was, stealing alcohol. It was I think it's bur burglary, burglary, burg 26 years. Not but the maybe child endangerment. Yeah. Well, maybe it's all lumped <laughs> into the one. grooming. Okay. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. I'm going to say, I am going to abstain from this one because I can't really express interest in something that I feel like is going to, is just not going to, it's just, it's too much poison. I just think okay. so. Yeah. I, the only thing that's making me say maybe yay is I think I need to see the perfect disaster. Maybe I take this one for the team, but apparently everybody is saying in the background from what I understand, I was listening to a podcast where we get these reporters saying they're hearing from people on the inside who actually see this thing. They're like, they're excited about this movie. So I'm like, Okay, is there something weird? But I'm hearing this also might be the way that they can skirt around, get this thing out, and say at the end, it's 
going to Flashpoint and everybody's different. Ezra Miller is now a new actor. That could work. Uh, you know what? That That is a loophole. All right. Uh, next up, Blue Beetle. Don't care. Sorry. I Good like both. the character. I like uh, the new take on him. And this is the Karate Kid. Um, uh, st- or the young one, uh, which is um, Manuel uh, playing uh, Blue Beetle. I think it's a great, like, it's kind of like a alien young kid gets powers. I like this. I will see this when it comes out. So, yeah. All right. Picking up the pace. You said you're going to go quick. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Christmas of next year. I didn't really care for the first one. So I d- And if there's no sweater sniffing, I'm out. Yay. All right. Uh, Joker, Folia à deux. Uh, October of, God, this is two years from now, 2024. Totally, That's a year gap. Wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, totally in, because Lady Gaga is going to be uh, Harley. Harley Quinn. Yeah. That, that alone, it's a musical. I, That's so weird. I Yeah, I enjoy her. So, yeah, yay, I, I'm, in, I'm, yay, I'm in on that yay. one. Wonder Woman 3, TBC. I, That's I'm the gonna, actual subtitle, TBC. Yeah, yeah TBC. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say no, because TBC means jack shit, and the last one was terrible. I'm going to say yes, because I think they're going to take all that feedback, Charlie, and realize they they need to get uh, the two directors and Jeff Johns out of the shit and let somebody else make the story. Because apparently they are both bad about picking a good script. I guess. So I'll say all yay right. and hopefully right. fix it. The rest of these are in the weeds because there's no dates. The Batman 2. That was I confirmed. W- it's happening. Okay, I wasn't. I, w- I wouldn't say I was super crazy about the first one. I mean, you might have to go back and listen to our episode. Maybe I said I did love it, but and- you did say you liked it. <laughs> oh, okay, well now yeah. I, in retrospect, it doesn't, re- it doesn't really throw me. Black Canary could, uh, next couldn't care less. That's not happening. Yeah, that's not happening. I give it a poop. Yeah, Supergirl. That, uh, I think that that's they not happening. Yeah. Man of Steel two had a confirmation this week. I thought. <sighs> no that might be like the the will of the rock trying to make the the news feed he is i don't know and he is very formidable with his with his rock will rock will there you go it's like a rock wall but it's the rock rock well the singer who's saying somebody's wa- watching me music trivia barry gordy's son the guy who was behind motown music trivia i think that's the only song he ever did <laughs> Music, music, I don't know. Music trivia, yeah. absolutely concerned. But anyway, another really shitty. DC I am. I am with, a. Yeah. I. So, are you a yes though? If this, I mean, if it's all rumors are true, is this? Are you a yes or a no? Man, oh, man of Sit- Yes, absolutely. I, I enjoyed. Man okay, I am too. I am too. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, with Zack Snyder not involved, I hope he gets the movie he finally deserves. I'm I guess. All right, moving on. Let's do this quick. More DCU. Yeah. Now, Todd, we reported this two months ago. Uh, well, Walter Walter Hamada. Now leaving Warner Brothers is this? Yes. It's is true. This, yeah is is this a um, is this a super bad sign that it's more uh, you know kind of discovery yeah. fingerprints or is it just a bad sign that it all stinks regardless? Well, and he didn't even want to accept like some type of development deal from Warner Brothers, so this is bad, bad juju, bad um, juju. Everyone apparently they've put out to basically be the Kevin Feige of DC has said no um, because they think that they're basically in a bad position because it's just a hot mess. There's only one name, Charlie. Um, So Walter Mata was behind. He kind of came in at a bad time too because it was right around the time that Justice League had launched. He came in and he kind of had to fix some things. He had some mild success, but once again, he was kind of dealing with some really crappy stuff. So he's leaving. He doesn't want to deal with it. Um, I'm hearing that 
Greg Berlanti may be the one who's finally approached. And if no. anybody has done something that's yeah. wide and breaching, he's probably the closest one that says, I can manage a million things. And with a right. big budget rather than the CW budget, he may right. be able to make some ha- magic happen. Well, I mean, you remember, and again, I think it was right basically when we first started doing the show, which is now eight years ago, that that's when Arrow was was out or was in the second season. It was great. We were both yeah. watching it, really engaged because Arrow was just Batman because they couldn't do Batman because Flash was introduced and like, this is fun. Yeah, exactly. Legends of Tomorrow loved that show. Yeah. Certainly when it came out. I mean, that guy does good stuff. And again, CW, which seemed to have a good vibe for doing genre stuff, but little money, you know, the the little obviously network bucks. So yeah, you throw it in the mix. So I would say, yeah, there's nobody who couldn't, but it's not going to be Dwayne the Rock Johnson, even though he thinks he's going to be taking over DC films. But we'll talk about that in a minute. But oh, he already he already made his own like little like desk plate. <laughs> the the you know, ro- yeah. You know, you can get those from Etsy. I have one on my home office when April and I both started working. If, from if home, that's all it takes, I'm putting yeah. order in now. Director of Awesome Things, I make a lot of money. Director of Awesomicity. Awesomicity? There you go. Commandant of Flamboyancy. Oh, my God. All right. Well, that wraps up the news. Holy cow. Uh, And let me just warn you, friends, that was about as much positivity as you're going to hear out of us. And things are going to get a little blue. When I get out my phone, I have to call up a gypsy cab. We've Time to get down to Nastyville, Skugtown. We're going to the Geek Easy. Buckle up. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy, cover bands playing, drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. It's going to be more of a condensed uh, Geek Easy because we're really only talking about a couple things this week, which I think is appropriate because I could not imagine either of us wanting to talk too long about either of these oh main things. God. Well, thank God. I mean, back in the day, we would do a spoiler cast for a major mm-hmm. genre release. Um, but I, I'm going to kick it off, and again, we're going to we're going to tag team this deal, uh, and hopefully not talk over each other as we expound. But uh, uh, back on back at Thursday, a couple days ago, we went and saw Black Adam. Uh, this is DC's second and final release for the year because the the batman came out back in oh that's right yeah you see you forget about it you forget about it because no 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 i just i it just 2022 is just a weird year because i remember when i saw that and i need to watch that again charlie because i saw it in the worst theater in the world because i want to see my friend so i need to see it on a real screen I 100% fell asleep in the middle of it. I don't know why. Uh, Charlie, because you fall asleep in every movie. (laughs) But I I just, I don't anymore. Oh, really? That's a change. It gets me to thinking that maybe that's for a specific reason. I don't know. It's just that movie was so dark and rainy, and I just, maybe it just made me feel like sleepy time. But anyway, back to Black Adam. So we we have a a storyline, and again, I'm not going to remember any of the specifics of character names. and this. Oh, spoilers, everyone. Spoilers, everyone. Yeah, for both films. Yeah, it's not. So, yeah, we get, uh, you know, back in ancient times. What's the name of the ancient city, Todd? Kondok. Kondok. Which is is part of the comic. That's part of the thing. Right. No, I know that. I know that we we mentioned that with something else. So, I'm going to take a big sip Mm -hmm. of my my Canada House whiskey here. Hold on. (laughs) So. I will finish this by the time we get through Sleepaway Camp. Um, but yeah, so, you know, in ancient times, they were, you know, Kondok was this great big city. They got conquered. The people became slaves. They were to dig for the unobtainium, excuse me, the, the Eternium, 
the which is the same as vibranium all of yeah. these crappy dumb names it's yeah uh, yeah so yeah slave digging and then a boy finds it and then you know he's going to be executed but then the gods from shazam show up and they're like you're going to be our avenger we're giving you the juice you're teth adam or at least that's we go through the most of the movie thinking that what that's what it is he finally gets his revenge and then he then he disappears and you don't know why Flash forward to modern times, you've still got conduct, but they're kind of like Scotland. Everybody goes through and conquers them. They're like Scotland or Ireland. Everybody goes through and conquers them. And currently, they're conquered by this corporation with fancy flying bikes. And they're well, trying- not a corporation. Inner gang is essentially organized crime. Yeah, it's a corporation of organized yeah. crime. Uh, and that's I assume right. that's that's from the comics they trade as well. on the NASDAQ, yeah. There you go. That's from the comics as well, I assume. That's exactly. That's the big there. like organized crime. You know, so that's yeah. like the, that's like the Magia or uh, or a Hydra. Absolutely, man. Let's just better okay. tack in an interesting, more interesting name. Yeah, right. Exactly correct. So at any rate, you know, uh, the whole MacGuffin from early in the film is here's this big crown of evil. That's what disappeared when Teth Adam, you know, killed the king back in ancient times. And now everybody's getting a little bit closer to trying to find it. And when they stumble upon it, that's when Teth Adam is released from his tomb prison whatever it is and immediately todd this is where the movie turned into i roll city for me because first of all what we were seeing i'm like well this really seems pretty par for the course but immediately when teth adam gets released teth adam is of course doing the rock johnson the star of the film he starts horrifically killing people by the first guy grabs him and he electrocutes him until he turns into bones and then he does more and more of it and he's squishing people and it's supposed to make you feel what exactly uh, we, we also get, and again, April and I looking at each other back and forth, we're like, Snyder might not be involved, but his fingerprints are all over this to the point that there's so much slow-mo in this movie, it probably added yeah. 20 minutes. Just, he's punching and he's screaming and his eyes are lightening up and the lightning's going back and forth. Um, it just turns into Trope City. Um, then we slide into the... Justice League, Justice Society, Justice League of Society, Justice Society of America. There you go. Out of absolutely fucking nowhere, uh, Hawkman, Doctor Fate, and then it got April. And we're talking about this. They threw in Adam Smasher and Cyclone. Cyclone's a young Cyclone uh, is a character I'm not very familiar with. Right. So I Adam, she, and Adam, I don't remember her being part of the Justice Society. Adam Smasher rang a bell, uh, and as April said, yeah. the, the, la- the last two were completely superfluous. Played on paid almost. No purpose to the, the story. Uh, Doctor Fate, I think, was a high point played by Pierce Brosnan, character that I, I that I'm that I have some fondness with. We saw him obviously in Smallville and some other television incarnations. Uh, and I like Hawkman. It was played by Aldous Hodge, who I went back April and I watched The Walking Dead right now. Aldous Hodge was in The Walking Dead before the apocalypse. He was Michonne's husband and mother oh, his son. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's one in other things too. Yeah, I can't remember he, what though. Yeah. He was in one of the short tracks. Do you remember the one where oh, a guy yes, finds, he yes, finds yes, discovery that was a good in one. the distant future? Yes, it was. Yep. And he, yeah, the dancing. He, and, he, fell yeah. in love, he falls in love with the AI yeah. around the ship. So yeah. Okay. And so he was good, but super predictable. So I would for sure say that of that quartet, I enjoyed Pierce Brosnan the most because everybody loves Pierce Brosnan. He's James Bond. Oh, Charlie. Yeah. Aldous... Aldous Hodge was in Big Mama's house. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen that one. It's yeah, honky gra- honky grandma be tripping. <laughs> and he was he's got a really good movie list. Yeah, he was in Straight Outta yeah. Compton. He was MC Ren. Yeah, I I did notice that when I was looking through. Yeah, All right, I didn't know. so yeah. 
in the end of it, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. We didn't have a big blue sky hole, but we had, you know. We had a red sky we, hole. We, we, we had the red, red devil, and obviously there's a big bad, and Teth Adam, uh, you know, he's kind of like, he's kind of like the, ter- you know, Arnie as the Terminator in, in T2, where he's got a kid sidekick teaching him to be hip and say stuff and whatever it is. And the kid's mom, but the kid is there to obviously be a foil to get kidnapped and blah, 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 because that's a big subplot in the film. And then the end of it, He's successful, and you find out that really he was a villain in ancient times, but now he's choosing to be good and blah, 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 and defeat the uh, Satan. And uh, so anyway, at the end of it, we end up with a stinger that is uh, Black Adam, which is what he chooses to be because of his outfit, and Adam, which was already his name, uh, kind of kind of doing basically a team's call with uh, Amanda Waller. Via drone, it, yes. Via drone. Now, is that that's not Viola Davis. That's the other one, right? No, that is Viola Davis. And Viola Davis, Octavia Spencer, they don't look at all alike, so I don't know why it makes them. But that was but Amanda Waller, who's, of course, from the Suicide Squad and other things, is Viola correct. Davis, correct? So yes, and he, she was the, what, the woman king, queen? Yeah, the woman king, which I've not queen, seen. Yeah. Which yeah. that was supposed to be really good, yeah. Yeah, but at yeah. any rate, uh, so they're, they're mixing it up via this team's call. He hangs up. He's like, well, I don't think anybody on this planet can stop me. And it's like, could there be a more heavy-handed lead-in to the stinger that – Dwayne Johnson himself revealed yeah. about a week ago that Henry Cavill shows up as Superman in his classic Superman outfit. Todd, we need to talk. Thumbs seven thumbs down. Totally obnoxious film. I felt there it I was. It. I, I walked away from the film feeling nothing. I mean, um, mediocre. It felt no, like um, no, I, nothing. Nothing is a good feeling because again, you know, when you see a movie yeah. or something, we're like said, talk, talking about it. It's not remarkable. It doesn't do anything that great. It doesn't anything that that horrible. That I'm saying, like, I think people think the worst movie ever. No, I just think it's generic. It's mediocre. It's bland. It feels like a superhero pre MCU, which you know it should it should be better, and they should have learned from it. But I'm like, I don't know. I liked some of the characters, but they were poorly developed. I right. thought the fact that um, Teth Adams, uh, Black Adam, kind of talked like a regular dude was a misstep. He should have had some type of accent connection at all. He to was, his if he was, exactly if he, he was spoke speaking, the language before and then he was speaking english which or he should have spoke the language yeah. first he listened right. to them like okay i'm a god i can translate and yeah, I'll speak can, english i can yeah. pick up watching from watching tv or whatever um <laughs> but i mean you know, you know april and i were walking out and she she made the point she said you know i liked the story i thought the storytelling was abysmal absolutely uh, bad script yeah. Bad, bad plotting. Uh, none of the action scenes were, I think, effective. Right. At doing a lot of things you talked about, Charlie. Like, he's just killing people. I'm like, right. okay. He's nuking them and blasting people. And, th- you know, more than once he just throws guys into the distance to their death. And it's like, and a lot of that shit was in the trailer. So it's like, okay, well, it doesn't, yeah. have, any, doesn't have any impact because this was very front loaded in a trailer, which is the big danger if you don't like, well, we threw some things in the trailer is kind of a sizzle reel. And then maybe those things aren't in the film after all. Yeah. It felt a lot well, like Wonder Woman, except without the charm. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, you essentially had the same type of end battle. Um, mm. And I thought a lot of the characters were misused. And like you said, Charlie, they just showed up and it's like, that doesn't work. It's not right. like th- that doesn't work anymore. It's not enough like, Oh God. Wow. Look at them. Nobody knows who these characters are, except maybe the geeks like me. And it right. just seems like, what a missed opportunity. And it's like, at this point, I'm like, 
I, I don't know. I, like I said, underwhelming. Uh, I first I said I hope just to be whelmed. I was underwhelmed. Okay. Um, disappointed. Fair. I do feel like I think we talked about the Charlie like just a second ago. I feel like The Rock. No one wanted to tell like George Lucas. No one wanted to tell The Rock. Hey, you've been working at this for 15 years. Maybe you should update the plot from 15 years ago when, you know, superhero movies can be fantastic. This just felt like when people didn't know how to do superhero films and I get it. They're not easy. Marvel still stumbles with like Eternals and other things. Right. But uh, But, this is such a huge missed opportunity. But yeah, but but even looking at Marvel's scorecard, if they stumble here and there, they're at still 90, 92% of great success. You know, where DC is, at maybe twenty percent, certainly yeah. in the in, in, certainly in a comparable timeline. So in the last, yeah, I was thinking years, about that yeah. ranking the DCU. Yeah. It's really there's a right. handful, so it's yeah, it's probably forty yeah, percent hit rate. It's, maybe yeah. it's you know Shazam yeah. was great, Wonder Woman was great. Going yep. going further back, the you've first got the Nolan trilogy. Man of Steel, Man, yeah. Man of Steel was probably decent. Aquaman, I thought, uh, was entertaining. Not a great film, but still right. not horrible. People, yeah. like, you know, whether you but like, yeah, yeah With, the thing. You, like you said, DC between twenty and forty percent is is their their yeah. hit ratio. Uh, if you're, but but yeah, everything just miss after miss. BVS miss, Justice League huge miss. Uh, so much. I mean, they came back into the Snyder Cut, but again, it's just even like for example, yeah. we were talking to Katie about it. She's like, I'm not going to invest four hours into a film that I hated no. the first time. And how many people felt the same way? Yeah, just yeah. That's I think that's the whole point. It's like you know, and it's a curiosity. And I don't know how many people outside of like the the people that are morbidly curious and the people that love Snyder. Right actually will ever go back and see that one versus the one i don't know i don't i don't right. know one the thing that i wanted to pull out charlie that just so is so odd in this movie how many times did they mention shazam like the the the, the wizards giving him the, the jam right. that was the whole thing he was the first one to get the the powers taken it right. away from him right and the fact that we've got a shazam movie coming out and they're trying to make superman his rival how dumb is that oh my god it's i a, just it's a, it, it's a huge miss and i'm like i hope and again, they I just, don't want anything to go badly, but I want Shazam to continue on. Right. And if Black Adam comes back, I want him to be a minor character or somebody who shows up in an ensemble, not right. to be the main character again. So I don't want he's, Black Adam to be the center of the DCU. He's kind of like Boba Fett. Yeah. Right. You're right. It was just like, yeah, it would be great. He would be a great side piece or a side piece. Absolutely. Part of, team, part of a team, whatever it is. But yeah, when you gave Boba Fett his own show and then you took basically 40% of that show and made it about another character, which they didn't take that big of a chunk. But again, working the wizards in and then you got to throw Superman in at the end. But it's so dubious because they talk about getting rid of Batfleck and they talk about getting rid of, you know, Superman and do it. I just... It's just such a mess. I like Henry Cavill as Superman. Of course, for me, nothing will ever be Chris Reeves' Superman, but Chris Reeves is dead and it doesn't really matter. Well, it's but, 40 years ago, too. So Exactly. You know, but we have that that thing of, like, we have someone that did the role in a unique way. Right. Let's, and, I, and I said, if I want Superman to show up, I want him to be doing heroic things around the globe. Well, I don't want him yeah. fighting other heroes. He's, super, um, he's Superman and he saves the world. He's yes. the he's the champion of of Earth. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's exactly yeah. the way it should be. Yeah. So, All right. So what? So quick score. You're giving it like a two out of ten. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna okay. say I'd love to push it up closer to a three, but I just can't. It was. Just, I'm giving it a five just because I felt like there was parts that I could have liked more, 
but it just felt like a movie from 2005 and it didn't learn that it's 2022. Right. And the the rocks overall Trump like exuberance over this like my god we're we're changing the never game this acted movie. before right. i mean the rock really doesn't act he shows up and says lines as himself and he did well yeah he's he's will smith don't you remember that was but don't you remember back in the days like of like wild yeah. wild west with will smith he's or independence day with will smith he's just doing will smith and that was him yeah. early in his career charisma goes a long way but it shouldn't go all the way but eventually it, it eventually it ends all right moving it on dies out. yeah 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 so moving charlie on. Another movie that we both watched. I watched it last weekend. Yeah, I'll take this one. So um, I watched Halloween Ends on Peacock when it first debuted. Um, And, you know, feedback, we liked 2018 Halloween. Really enjoyed it. Thought like, wow, this is a really good take. It's probably the best Halloween film in years. And then we got the sequel, which was Halloween Kills, which both of us thought did they hire a different director, a different scriptwriter? Because this felt like it's a compl- by a completely different staff. Neither of us liked it. We were just like, what the hell is this? So I thought, well, maybe Halloween Ends is where they fix this trilogy, where it's ending, and we get something good. And Charlie, let me just let me just tee this up. Um, how do you feel about a Michael Myers-led movie? where he's only in like 15 minutes of the movie. Does that sound like a good script like to, to go on? What the hell is even going on in the rest of the film if that's I what happens? I don't know. I don't do know. Think? That's the problem. I mean, I like the beginning and end of this movie. I like the first 15 minutes and I like the last 15 minutes. And the rest of it should be its own like Halloween 3. That you, It's just his own thing, but do it elsewhere. Please. I just I just don't even really know what to say. So, you know, you're right. It, it, it We get things rolling. It's and I couldn't figure out. It's like, oh, did this happen in the distant past or whatever? Um, but yeah, so we it probably we, happened we, like 2019. Yeah. So you get, because, again, you yeah. know, the, the first two films were kind of back to back. So, yeah, th- this feels like it's a year after basically. the. Yeah, maybe. And then you've got the neighborhood kid and he's babysitting and the kid's a little bastard. Todd and I have already talked essentially recently about how much we hate other people's children. This was a great example. We, we talked about the kid in Black Adam getting captured. What are kids there to be captured or right. to annoy the hell out of you? That's about it. Right. And and if you really do hit triple Yahtzee, you could get that. Plus, what's the third thing kids do? Oh, God. Yes, that's true. <laughs> you know, there's there's really there's got to be a third thing. Yeah. So anyway, this kid has an accidental death. Um, it makes this the, the very the, effective know, opening yeah. sequence. I thought right. it was really neat because, you know, people are paranoid about Michael Myers and we get this kid Corey who's going to college he takes some time off to raise some money he becomes a babysitter for this annoying kid in this house with this couple that the house that they he's babysitting apparently has 18 flights of stairs it's the tallest house in the world i know and it's amazing if you look at it from the outside it just it just doesn't look no like that. but it's it's crazy and then we just get this tragic thing where Corey is the kid disappears to do a hide and seek Corey gets trapped in a thing uh, in a room and he's trying to get out and the kid's parents are coming back. He's paranoid. I'm like, oh crap, they're going to find out I've been locked in and they're not going to think I'm, a, I'm a, a, a very good babysitter. He kicks open the door. The kid <laughs> is behind the door, gets knocked out over the banister and falls like 18 floors and he, dies. Exactly. He does. He looks like he falls through a hole in the plot or the space time continuum or yes. both. 
Um, and yeah, so anyway, this kid, uh, the, the, obviously the, 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 the teenage, the older kid gets ostracized, you know, the town, the town killer. So it's a year later or whatever it is. And, uh, not you know, charged he, with homicide. It was accidental, right, death. accidental death. So he, he's in a, you know, he, you know, you find out that, uh, Laurie Strode or basically Jamie Lee Curtis's, uh, character is living with her granddaughter because she's Martha her, Stewart yeah. now too. Exactly. Which doesn't make any sense. I know, but it, you find that, uh, you know, she lived with a granddaughter because the, the mother character, her, uh, Lori's daughter was, who was Michigan native, Livonia, Michigan native, Judy Greer killed off in the last movie. Um, so the two of them are living together and blah, blah, blah. And the daughter or the, the granddaughter who's also an RN is working at a hospital ends up bumping into the, the kid, the ostracized kid, um, because he's in, he's got a bump in the head or whatever it is. They form a, a, a romance. Charlie, I want to interrupt to say he was Please. picked on by band geeks, right? That and really, the weirdest yeah, like, group of like, like punk band geeks. Band like, geeks yeah, are not dangerous people. On, yeah, we're on our way to homecoming. Fuck you! Boom, boom, boom! And then Lori swoops in, saves the kid, takes him to the hospital. A bad of uh, that the kid with the mullet. Come on, or or even like uh, these people are just ridiculous. What town I mean, is that, this? That shit's as badass. It's intense. There's no oh, yeah. bad doubt about bangs it. and a mullet. What bad, what could be cooler? Bad bangs. No sideburns. <laughs> But oh, oh God, that's like that's like uh, and I this had with a coworker mind who I saw a week or so ago. The uh, the bald head with the beard that just kind of start. Where does it start? Oh, that's very popular, Charlie. It's I know, like I know. You, you shave your head, you get the I can't grow a beard, but that's very popular. Right. You know what? I get it. Right grow hair where you can. It's the yeah. skullet that I'm not a big fan of. That's why I don't grow it out because that's what you get. I'm like, now I, I just look say- like a weird old dude. You, you'd look like you'd look like Riff Raff from Rocky Horror. Exactly. I'm like, I'm not going that route. You know what? I try to keep it, you know, trim and, and tight. That's what oh I say. Oh, my God. So at any rate. So, OK, so we circle back to moving things forward. The a romance develops between the granddaughter and the ostracized kid. But you really do. Why? Find the- Why, though, Charlie? Corey has no charisma. He's right. not an attractive man. Very dirty and gross. Right. But he drives well, a broke ass motorcycle. <laughs> and the reason he's dirty and gross is what we find out is that he's spending his time murdering hobos with Michael Myers, who is not dead. So the two the two of them become a Batman and Robin of uh, of killing. Yeah. Um, apparently Michael Myers has been hiding in a, a, a sewer pipe, mm-hmm. like recovering. Recovering. Um, because you can recover from the shit that happened to him in the previous two movies because he got burn, shot, he stab, whatever. Yeah, break. Everything was broken. We're on a um, break. We're on a break. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So he's on a break or whatever, and he's recovering. And uh, he he hooks up with the ostracized kid, and they become this, like, killer duo. And it works its way back to, just to make a long story short, works its way back to a final showdown. The kid obviously gets himself killed, but it leads to a final, 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 final showdown between Lori and Michael Myers that ends over a kitchen island. So can we we go back a second, though? Because when Corey goes like apeshit, so he goes to like the junkyard. Right. And he becomes like a man possessed, like the way he takes out some of the people. Now, that's something I think when these movies, the what you want is some good deaths, some really cool, creative ideas. 
and this was bankrupt for it. Some of the deaths were just kind of gruesome and not creative, like just running over people, um, uh, busting their skulls. Um, was there a kill that you thought was like creative? I thought when the one girl, the the, the nurse who got promoted, was like put up like a pushpin on the wall. Oh. I thought that one was halfway decent. That was it was funny. We, we were chuckling. We were watching because April's like years for April and I met she dated an ophthalmologist or a doctor. She says, you know, when I was dating him, I called him Brian. I didn't call him doctor. So and so every time we were it's just it was just so super fake, you know, and he, fancy house, whatever it is. And Headfield, you can't really figure it out because parts of it are abandoned and parts of it are McMansions. It's just, it's the it most- feels like the Rust Belt where a town's struggling. Right. It's kind of like the, uh, I mean, this whole thing was just very odd. You had like the weird, like Lori and her daughter uh, or her granddaughter, like the relationship was a little bit strained. Lori wanted her to go out and just experience life. So she says, oh, Corey looks like a nice guy. You should date him. Well, that did not go well. And then Lori says, oh, you can't because he's got the eyes of a killer. You need to not, be with him so then that causes strife and that then it works and then when Corey and uh her granddaughter go out they go to like to the the club and Corey's not charismatic he goes to the bar he does he pushes her back so hard and and, and her granddaughter's an attractive woman seems intelligent yeah, has totally. things going for him like but obviously broken and wants to fix someone Right. It's just I, so wrong. You know what? You know that I have that same hang up myself. I'm in therapy about it, trying to fix broken people. Doing better all the time. But yeah, it was it's a perfect recipe for anyway. Let's skip forward, as I said, to the big denouement, which is the big slug out. Um, what does she do to him here? So she stabs him with you know, Lori stabs Michael a bunch of times. She got him pinned on the island. She pulls down the refrigerator on his leg so he can't get up. Breaks his arm. As most 65-year-old women can do. Right. Well, she does do Activis, so she poops. Uh, <laughs> but she manages to get his mask off, cut his throat. He's bleeding everywhere. And he finally but dies, still not right? done. But still not done. No. Remember, he tried to, like, yeah. Yeah. He's still got one arm. So even though his arms were, he's still broken and flapping around. And they do Cutting manage to and, finally, yeah. yeah, manage to finally kill him. And, and then they... They oh the, yeah the 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 big conclusion the the procession of cars like a funeral in the night through town back to the junkyard to the uh, the car crusher the thing that rah, 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 it's right like it's like it, yeah it destroys all they, the metal it's got all the teeth put, yeah. they put his corpse into this grinder and you get to watch this grinder destroy his corpse Halloween ends how much money did this movie make. <laughs> I don't know. Well, the funny part is like, I thought this was like an allegory, like Michael Meyer was, was dying and Corey, essentially his killing, like fed Michael Myers, brought him back. Cause when we first saw him, he was kind of like stumbling around, not very healthy, not the Michael that can like, you know, is like a tank, but with Corey, like ultimately felt like he was feeding his soul mm-hmm. uh, and making him whole. So then Michael Myers essentially says, well, you've done your job, Corey crack, but or not crack, but when Lori gets screwed over because, uh, well, if I can't have your Corey says to her because he tries to Corey tries to kill Lori. Oh, well, if I can't have your daughter, you can't. And he basically stabs himself and dies. Yes. And his grand her granddaughter doesn't right. side with him. She runs away. So just a, a hot mess of a movie. And I think this is finally done. Maybe especially, especially if this tanked out. 
Well, they would they would have to reboot it again, which Rob Zombie did back in 2010 or 2012 or something. Oh, we had H two O. Remember when H two O happened? Well, that, that was I mean, that was, was brought back. Yeah, that, that was, was going ba- that was going back in the nineties, yeah. and essentially when they brought this back, they they they, they wiped Absolutely. all the cannon going yeah. back to that first nineteen seventy eight film, and they jumped it forward to the two thousand eighteen, so forty years, whatever it is. Is this done? Well, we go I mean, back to three, right? We just do right. redo three, where they have the weird Halloween masks and make it a. A new thing. There you go. So anyway, uh, uh, what would you give glance, this one, Charlie? This I'm going to put it higher. A little. Uh, I, I was actually entertained by this versus Black Adam. This I would give like a three and a half out of ten. I'm going to give this one a four because oh, there you go. Always, I always, liked, always, like I said, I liked the opening the and the ending. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Was, wow. It was, and then it was just nothing but static for the and t- this was like two hours was like a this was like an hour 50 it's really long yeah it was i mean it was I just, just weird yeah it was just yeah. big time thank god well, you know it was it, nice to see laurie maybe maybe laurie will have a happy life as she goes on with the guy with the bad comb over yeah her and will Patton, and the sheriff because there's always exactly. a sheriff in movies like this. they're gonna go all to right. wherever italy Ta- I don't all right know where he says yeah Wrap it up for us. Let's wrap this up. Something positive you can do to enjoy the uh, spooky season is this is on Shutter, but if you own AMC Plus, it's there as well. And that is 101 Scariest Movie Moments. This is really great. Every episode is like 10 different movie scenes or movies where they kind of focus on why it's really good. And they're like 40 minutes long. So it's very condensed and you can see a lot. Um, and they're, what they do is a great job of like enticing you to say, oh, I've never watched that film. That looks really cool. I'll watch that. Some movies are like, I see what they're doing there. I'm not going to watch that. And it's just great. I mean, most recently, so they start off with 101. They go 101 like to 88. And then they do every episode. There's a couple more left. So, Charlie, you can actually watch this. I think it's a great use of time to really invest to see what horror movies are out there that they might have missed and some that you can obviously skip. I like it. They bring in like uh, actors, directors, uh, just people that you know and give their uh, feedback on movies. Like Tony Todd is in this. It's great. He talks about his own role in um, uh, um, Candyman. And then we've got directors. Um, it's great. I love it because they just are dissecting the parts of the thing that what makes it scary and works from old, old stuff from like the 30s to modern times and more recent movies. This did the the um, Blair Witch as well, was the one most recently I saw. And they talked about the whole thing that really is tying it together, why it was interesting, kind of like paranormal activity, same thing there. So, well, I told um, you, yeah, that's the, that's the movie that April and I are going to watch yeah. when we're done recording here. So, because we're trying to, you know, we made a big list of Halloween movies and we've gotten so caught up and enjoying watching The Walking Dead that we've not seen a ton of them. And plus, you know, my travel schedule There's a lot of nights I'm not home. So um, so we're trying to squeeze in just a few, but we've at least still got some time. It's only 20 seconds, so we've still got yeah. some time before. So that. I highly recommend this. It's just great because it's just like it gives you so many things to think about. And um, as I've watched a few, I'm like, oh, that would be something we should watch or something right. you know, we should add on maybe to next year with with, Spooktor- or with Shocktober or Spooktember. So very, very well worth your time if you're interested in people talking about things and maybe bring out some classics you may not have ever seen. Whew, that is certainly not going to count for what we have next. Oh, my God. So anyway, it's time to wrap this up. Todd, I've got my phone out. got that Air Qantas app open. We're going to the land down under. That's right. The mutants are waiting for us uh, for their entertainment value. Let's not delay. It's time to get to the Thunderdome. Let's go. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. (laughs) We're sitting in the Thunderdome. 
where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week, it's the end of Shocktober, week four, where we are going to be talking about the uh, classic you know, I'm gonna, Sleepaway I'll, Camp. Let me just jump right on in here. When you and I, about a year ago, were doing a lot of work with Rich Davenport, you know what, I wish him well. Hopefully he's being successful doing whatever it is that he's doing. This was a film that he's like, oh, my God, you've not watched Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp is the movie, the Halloween horror, whatever movie that you've got to see. And I don't know if he was if he was serious. Hope not. I don't know if he was fucking with us, which I think is a possibility. But uh, it's that stuck in my brain. And I finally said, you know what? I gave you three choices, Charlie. And you said I, Sleepaway Camp. Well, because you know what, my my having yes, no back, having no background, I was absolutely. like, you know what, I guess I would really like to know if there is something to this. So, so yeah, so I chose Sleepaway Camp. So let me do the breakdown here. So, uh, Sleepaway Camp: Angela Baker, a shy, traumatized young girl, is sent to a summer camp with her cousin. Shortly after her arrival, anyone with sinister or less than honorable intentions toward her gets their comeuppance, which is just a word I always really very much enjoy released in november of 1983 written and directed by robert hiltzink okay hiltzik yep. hiltzik there you go uh stars are felissa rose in, in in the titular sleepaway camp role no there's no titular role she is angela uh jonathan tierstein and karen fields um todd where do we even get started yeah this. yeah so i knew very little bit about this but i knew there was like these classic covers at the at the blockbuster we'd see them sleepaway camp i'm like oh okay that's spooky maybe i'll watch that eventually it's like kind of like the, the slumber party massacre i don't know if it's good bad and um sleepaway camp is something i'm like okay well maybe it's is it on the point is it this is all it is or is there something more is there something cool about this and i don't even know what to say about this film except that this film is not notably well-directed, not great acting. Uh, like we said, I don't know if any of these actors have been seen since this movie um, or were picked because of their acting skills and what they could bring to this movie. But it's essentially just, um, we, we open on this film where I thought this was hilarious because we essentially have people out on a lake. We've got a young father with his two kids in a boat um, having a good time. Then we've got these three teenagers in a speedboat. Two, the the boy is driving. The girl next to him is 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 having a good time. And then there's someone on jet skis behind them. And then the girl says, "I want to drive. I'm good at this." And the, she, and the boy she was, with her, she was not good at this. Yeah, and and, and apparently, let's with the she tries to prove that she's a good one, a good driver. Pays no attention to what she's doing. And guess what happens? The kids drop over the boat with the dad as a joke. They're having a good time. And everybody notices, except for the woman driving it, that she is going to run them over. And that's exactly what happens. And then we no. fast forward to really? this weird mom who is sending her kids off to summer camp. And she's an odd bird. She's really the like, least. who is, um, what was that? I'm ready for my close up, Mr. It was Barbara Stanwyck. And Barbara Hulk Stanwyck, yes. And Hollywood Boulevard, whatever it is. Just like fucking cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Reminds Over, you of her. Uh, yeah. You know, you a beret. Imagine, this is yeah. what the, this is what the mom from Psycho was really like. And yeah, you have, you know, your main character, 
uh, who's obsessively looks like a very lovely young woman, Angela. Angela. I mean, the 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 New York stereotypes in this film do not stop for two tenths of a second. Yeah, I don't know where this was filmed. I'm trying to look to see if it was just like a local film. I know, I know. It was filmed. It was filmed in far northeastern New York in a certain county that borders Vermont. You know me. I looked it up. And it was filmed for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That was its budget, Charlie. So we're gonna look if it's it's like what it actually made. So I mean, but that Mike, that Mel guy, Mike Killen. He mm-hmm. was born in 22 in Hartford, Connecticut. So a local. He must have been a yeah. local talent. He was in they the jazz. Were, I was giving some of his, 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 his like jazz roles. singer? Oh, wow. He was in the jazz singer, not the original one from 1992. Midnight Express. Uh, wow. You know, okay. not a lot of film. Well, he was he clearly the only notable. Absolutely everyone else Oh, he was in Sleepy in the Bean. So and he was in Coach. So apparently he was like kind of like a. Right. Absolutely actor. everyone else in this was. Some kid they got from the Jewish Community Center in in Teaneck, New York. Definite Long Island types. All the accents from yeah, the Bronx or something like that. Yeah. yeah, it was it was also it was it wasn't even regional theater quality acting. No, none of the oh, lines it made eleven million dollars. So essentially, it was that, it did success. really well. Yeah. yeah, no, but I mean, none of the lines landed. None of the dialogue was uh, yeah. None of the dialogue could be delivered. It was. It was more wooden than any of the lines spoken by great actors like Samuel L. Jackson or Natalie Portman in the Star Wars prequel trilogy. George Lucas should have been given an Oscar compared to what these act- actors were doing. I mean, it was, it, you know, if it, if if it, what, what's a really hard wood like maple? What like what do they make coffins out of? That's teak. a very I'll go with teak. So th- this was instead of wooden, this was teak. This acting was teak. There you go. Yeah, it was really it was just, tight. So, yeah, so essentially, it's your standard. You know, these kids are showing up at camp. They're, you know, it's young kids up to teens. There's the camp counselors. It's it's not a new novel concept. No, not but at the all. Fu- yeah, and so, but you do focus on like the 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 Ricky and his cousin Angela, right. their travails, and right, and the Angela. Angela She's a mute. She doesn't speak to anybody. Eventually, she opens up to this young boy who is courting her. You have kind of the trashy girl. I'm already forgetting all the characters' names. I watched it yesterday. You have the trashy girl who's tries to, you know, who who hates Angela because Angela, you know, it won't speak and whatever it is, and it's it's just a pissing match between her and her and Angela. And then she tries to steal away Angela's boyfriend, so that just kind of makes it worse. And it's just extraordinarily thinly veiled that, sorry, Angela's the killer that goes around and kills absolutely every one of the characters. Charlie, you gave it away already. It's only been 40 years. Sorry, 39 years. Excuse me. No, but I was like, we're going to build up to this because I'm like the whole time I'm like. No, we're not going to build up to any damn thing. Forget about it. No, because I think the whole point is like, and I was going to break no, this no, no. down. So we get deaths. So the I'm deaths that occur. I'm not, I mean, no, no we're not going to break the, the, the actual turn. We'll save that for the end. But the yeah, fact yeah, that okay. Angel was the killer. But I, I was a little bit worried. I'm like, are we going to get like, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, Angel is the mute. She kind of stands out there. She is like, she's getting mistreated 
all over the place. Uh, her, her, her cousin Ricky is, is coming to her honor all the time. There's a couple of good counselors. There's a couple of bad counselors, which is absolutely hilarious. Oh, the, um, the cook. Yeah. That was the first one. Oh yeah. The yeah. creepy, the creepy guy who's obviously looking at you know, the new camp camp residents right. coming in. Like, trying who am I the, going pull, to accost? To pull his wiener out. He's unbuckling yeah. his pants. And yeah, it's, it's gross. Yeah. So I was going to break this down. So as we go through this, the death, Charlie. So we've got a death by boiling. Who's the chef? We've right. got a death by bees. Who is one of the camp counselors? Who is a jerk? We've got a knife. We got a knife through the shower wall. We yeah, got a air, we get I guess you could call arrow it through yeah. the throat. The absolute best one: hot curling iron in the cooter. That would be. Was the that slut. what it was? I wasn't sure yep. where that was going. Yeah, because it, it, it was opened up. It was opened up. I don't right. know. So clamp down on the. I'm not showing you with my hands. You just. Charlie, but that is. No, I read, no, we're moving no, off. Killed with the curling city, island. I, I read. I, I did read somewhere that that was what was inferred. Okay. So, so yeah. I don't want to know. Killed with curling iron. One was killed by drowning. Um, sure. In the boat. Uh, then we had one. <laughs> it, I was trying to remember where every, how everybody was killed because there was some interesting kills in this thing. Um, yeah, one, I'll, I'll give you that. That's probably multiple, one of the only same graces. Yeah, we had like a sack death where there was all these little kids basically bludgeoned to death, death at night. So that, I don't. So that was another death. Death by arrow, much you mentioned. Not going um, to lie to you, I, I did again fall asleep in the middle and I missed the sack deaths. I'm sorry. It's such a short movie too. It's like, it's not exactly long. Um, 85 minutes. You're absolutely exactly, correct. No, exactly. just, I, I nodded off. I, but yes, yeah. I missed the sack deaths. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was some of the deaths were, I didn't see any of the deaths that were that interesting to be honest. Right. Uh, well, I, I didn't the, think they did anything really cool. I thought the, cur I thought the curling iron bit was unique. I'll, I'll give it that much. Yeah, it, that, that, it was that, just that, such a bizarre. It was, it was unique and different, I thought. Yeah. But it was bizarre. Uh, yeah, so then we had all these deaths occurred, and then it was weird. Mel, the owner of the camp, who did not want to let anyone know anyone was dying, apparently. Right, He's yes. like, it ruined me financially. Ah, um, ruined me. Remember, the, really, he was the guy who got the arrow, so that's what ruined him more than financially. Well, and he got a little obsessed, so he tried to like beat Ricky to death, which I just thought right. was, like, that's very that was, odd. That was that was that was, that was a little, little little bit too aggro for his bit. Yeah, so yeah. it says yeah, the, the acting, and again, he was the only actor in this film. You had super buff Steve Perry was one of the counselors. Oh, that he was awesome. He was yeah. a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, and he lit and he lived because it was him and and one of the other counselors that in the a penultimate, nice girl. Yeah, yeah, in the in the penultimate scene you know, finds Angela for the final reveal that reveal. the boy, she was the boy that Angela was, was, was kind of in, uh, interested in. She, she finally pulls him off into the woods for a little romance. We'll get out of our clothes. We'll have a good time. Cause right. she's been pushing him away. We don't know right. why and why she's and so the, yeah. weirded out. Yeah. Cause and she so seems the one that she's, he's connected to. They're connected right. to each other and she's right. finally coming out. And yeah. And then we get, um, Everybody who's been attacked by her that sees sees Angela was like, oh, it's you. It's you. And I'm like, OK, I guess that's we're going. But then right. the big reveal at the end, it's like and this is like four minutes left. Right. Yeah. This ended on a bank reminded me of Todd. I don't know if you've ever seen it film from the early 70s. I think it's a Robert Altman where it is Dog Day Afternoon. Have you ever seen? Yeah. That film? Yeah. Well, I haven't that's seen it, but I know I know of it about so, it, a guy it, it, who's it, doing a robbery to get a sex change. For right. But when partner. it when, no. when it ends, a guy gets shot between the eyes and the movie's over. Like, oh, OK. 
This was very much like that. However, so are we prepared to move forward? Spoilers to the very end. If you're staking around here, it's a spoiler, folks. So, yes. So uh, Buff Steve Perry and the other girl come in flashlights upon someone's back. It's, It's Angela. She's naked. So you can see that she's naked from the back. You see a naked pair of legs off to the side. So you're using your head to figure out that it's the boy. She turns around to stand up and the boy's severed head rolls forward. She's murdered him and cut his head off with what really looked like a, I'm not going to say a kitchen knife, but not even really a steak knife, but managed to cut his head off, sever the bone. That part's kind of hard to believe. She reveals her face, gaped mouth, agape. You see completely Weird nude. noises. Yeah, she's just, and but her mouth is unmoving eyes, open mouth. You do see in full nudity that it's a completely nude boy. With a pubis and a penis. She is transgendered individual. Well, it's not even transgendered. It was the fact that you get a flashback. You find out that the mother of Ricky adopted or basically took on, uh, after her husband died, after that tragic accident, took on, accident. took on this child and said, I've always wanted a girl. So that's what you're going to be. So took a boy and essentially raised the boy as a girl against the character's will. So it's not even, it's a sense of like traumatized, treated away. And then just, I mean, it didn't handle it very well and odd. And essentially said, well, anybody who goes through this should be a murderous, crazy person. So just not a great look in 2022. My good, yeah, and that's it's funny because I was looking through the the wiki page on this, and the same there was a big section on commentary, and there were a lot of a lot of queer and transgendered uh, journalists commenting on this and talking about the complete uh, inappropriateness in the transition to a modern audience of looking at well, gosh, if you were if you're biologically male but raised as a female, that it would make you insane and murderous, and and if that's the inference. That's that's horrible. That's absolutely and, and yeah. it is. It is horrible to assume that because there are no doubt people who have been raised that way who figured out who they really were and managed to live a completely normal life. There are people. Who it's it's weird, though, because it's not like and this was just, a choice. This was somebody who was forced upon all of these things upon right. themselves and had no choice in the matter. It was right. like, so then it's not even like a it's not. So it's such a, a weird different discussion rather than right. the standard where someone chooses that path for themselves. So right. it's just an odd one. I don't know that you, but I feel, feel like, wow, that's, yeah. I mean, anytime you put trauma on a kid, they're probably not yeah. going to turn out right. No. Well, there's no doubt about it. So at any rate, to wrap this up with a bow, um, the biggest issue for me, obviously made for $350,000, very low concept uh, for what they could really accomplish. So none of the kills really wowed you. Um, you know, this was a couple of years after Friday the 13th, which was filmed in a filmed in New York, you know, the New Jersey. So kind of the kind of the similar vibe, but a film that I think did things a hell of a lot better. Um, you had no actors, no actors. You had nobody who could deliver a line of dialogue. Uh, you had the unfortunate combination of a writer director, which, again, that writer director piece really reminds me of Kevin Smith, because if you think about Clerks, there were no actors in that film either. Sorry, Kevin. I love the film, but again, you and I broke that down several months ago as far as movies that hold up. Um, I, like I said, this was this was somebody's 
pet passion pro- project that they made with a bunch of kids from the community center from Ronkonkoma, Long Island, and took them to upstate New York and made this film and ultimately had a, a, a message at the end of it that does not translate at all favorably to a modern audience. So it's kind of a failure across the board. Yet I was told this, oh my God, this is a classic cult film and blah, 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 slasher thing and this and that. I think it's a failure on all cylinders, to be perfectly honest with you. There's nothing about I this. I think it was probably really fine in the 80s, but it does not hold up. It's it's yeah. it's camp, and that's the best way you put it. It doesn't it's stand camp, out. It's anything. camp. Really? Camp? Camp it's and camp, a camp. camp. Yeah, it's camp and camp. Camp and camp. There you go. I, but some people love this thing, Charles. It's that's the thing. And I think Rick is a big fan of that. Like he likes that era where things were goofy and not uh, edited well. And it's just like that feel. I get it. I like it's like why I enjoyed Scanners for what it was. But I recognize it's not good. But I like some right. of the elements of the time. So it is for a certain audience in a way that is not meant to say this is a quality piece. It is a thing that people enjoy because of it's the like elements of it is yeah red dawn or iron eagle right it was a thing of its time that was not well done yeah but in the context of your member berries and looking back on something you saw that you were a kid you were like ooh. it's like i saw uh, i've told you my story about the movie chud right oh my god the movie came out when i was eight years old i saw the posters i was absolutely terrified never saw the film until probably like five or six years ago. And I was like, or maybe 10 years ago, I was like, there's nothing that is scary about the movie. Plus the no. hero is John, John Hurd, which sorry, you know, the dad, the, the dad from home alone, who was also the hero in, in cat people, which is also not scary. Um, but one of those like, Oh my God, when you're a kid. So this is one of those, like you watch it through the lens of an adult who's never seen it before. And you're like, please, please make this go away. So final ratings, Todd, you first. <sighs> God, this is like a three out of 10. I'm definitely I'm not gonna, satisfying, not nothing yeah. to redeem it. I'm sorry, gonna, folks. I'm going to lock this down right with black Adam two out of 10. Just like, I, so you that's know, the thing. It's like when you take it like black Adam two out of 10, this two out of 10, it's like, that's why I'm like context for ratings. Right. Accordingly. Context is King was the name of an episode of Discovery. Because there were actors in Black Adam. There was no actors in right. this. But, yes. but, but, but in both films, there was no script. There was a script, <laughs> but it was just written by The Rock. There's it was the difference. It was talking in circles. So anyway, so Todd, that ends Shocktober Spooktember. So uh, how do you think we did this year? Wow, I think we need to up our game and actually maybe relook at the, like the rotten right. tomato scores because right. that would probably help us. The witch was probably the standout. Yeah, I, I, I would admit that 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 is that is really where we sh- where we shine in this. So the great news is is that there's always next year because the, the thing absolutely about, the thing about Secret Friends is that we're never going away. We're going to be here until one of the two of us is dead. So like the <laughs> like the creator of Sleepaway Camp who made five films. I just looked. Right. He made the same guy made five films. Charlie, he made like four. Two, he made like two, four in a row. Two sequels to this film. Well, there's two, three, and four through 1992, and then fast forward to 20, 2008, He made a return to Sleepaway Camp. And and I know that it was because I was looking in IMDb. It was re the role of Angela was recast. Um, yeah, what? no, yeah, yeah. To check it out, look it up on IMDb. Angela comes back. She's not done. 
No, she she turns up somewhere else under an assumed identity or whatever it is, and just oh, I, I released read the, I, released from crazy uh, place. Yeah, I read oh, I read the recap. Anyway, good. Todd, that is the that is the end of the program. So, uh, tell people where they can find you out there in the socials. Yeah, follow me at T Oxtra. Uh, I'm you know this is a down week for football for me, so I'll probably be just talking about the things I'm excited about in the world of Halloween and being spooky. So, uh, got some more things that are coming out. We'll share those, and we've got some more exciting things coming to Secret Friends Unite. So check out at Secret Friends U and SecretFriendsUnite.com. We're getting ever closer to the exciting things that we're talking about. You can find me over on Twitter at the C3, where I'm resharing memes and having fun, basically talking about geek stuff. My lovely wife and April and I run the USS Grand Petoskey. That is the the largest chapter. Uh, of the Star Trek International Fan Club in the state of Michigan. You can find us at the website of that same name and across socials of all of that stripe. I also do what I can to fill up our Secret Friends Unite uh, Facebook feed with news and things that will spark exciting discussion. Todd, I'm doing my best to get more involved with the Discord. I'm not great at it, but I keep trying. All I can do is keep trying. So, you know, and and it's funny, as as I sign up to Patreon, to some other podcasts and stuff, I get added to their Discord, so I'm trying to keep looking at it. And it's a lot, yeah. Stuff, so yeah, and maybe that's a good point. Join our Discord. We have a lot yes. of good discussions there. It's a great way to get back and forth. Versus Facebook, it doesn't seem like there's as much uh, dynamic conversation. True, yeah, you, you yeah. have yeah, you're having a chance to interact with people. So all of those links you'll see in the show notes. So please jump down and join those up. So with that, friends, I'm gonna tell you as always. Thank you for joining us. Sharing is caring, and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. Yo, Angela, don't kill me. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.